Hello, welcome to Guru and Gooner uh, Transfer Special. How you doing tonight, my friend? Good. How's it going with you? Good. Well, I guess we got to start with the big one. Um, and no, I'm not talking about Paul Pogba. I'm not talking about Gareth Bale to LA City FC. Although I think that is the biggest move for Major League Soccer. Probably in bigger so than Zlatan, but we'll get to that later. Um, Erling Holland, um, finally on the move. Uh, much speculation. He joins Man City. Um, and is it does Pep, now, now Pep Guardiola has no excuses not to be making the Champions League final next year. I know it's a very different circumstance than winning it, but over two legs, when you got the most prolific prolific goal scorer in the world with already on a stacked team. He has no excuse not to make the final. What say you? Yeah, pretty much. I would say the only exception to that is if uh, Bayern keep Lewandowski and they lose to that team. But outside of that, I, I think there's no excuse. I don't think they make this move for the Premier League. They were winning this thing every, anyway. It feels yeah. that way, at least. Liverpool, Lusane, uh, so, uh, sorry, Sadio Mane. Um, yeah. And... They're not going to be as good. They spend 80 million plus 20 million in bonuses on Darwin Nunez, who had one great season and two years ago was was playing in, a, in the second division in Spain. So it's not like Liverpool's going to have that sort of level that they had the last couple of years. So if, if you're, we're talking about the Premier League, I think Man City kind of got it. And I, and I respect Jurgen Klopp, and I'm sure he'll do some great things. But they didn't make this signing for the Premier League. They 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 won this thing without a striker for for four out of the last five years. This is about the Champions League. This is about that Real Madrid game where they were right there, and then Rodrigo happens twice. So they they don't make this signing just for to take the Premier League level to another atmosphere. I actually think dominance-wise in the Premier League, Man City with Holland even, will be pretty much the same. You're not going to see a big difference in terms of that, and I'm sure we'll get a lot of production from Holland. He'll score a load of goals. But the reason you make this move, the reason you do this is for those that Champions League semifinal against Real when it collapsed at the end. That's the whole point. So given this team that's already there, you, you, you're, there's a few pieces going out the door, but you bring in a Erling Holland who had 86 goals for Dortmund in two and a half years. That's the one you make for this moment for a Champions League semifinal, quarterfinal, whatever it may be. When, uh, sorry, Man City had faltered in the past. That's the move. So this whole move is about the Champions League. So if they don't win it, or they don't get to at least get to the final. Because we know in the final you could you can have a bad bad day at the office and lose, but yeah. they have to make. But the no, start. like I said, I mean, there's no excuse not to get to the final next year. No, that's the whole point of this move. It's not about winning more Premier League titles. They were doing that without him, and they yeah. they can do that. But they've been proven to do that without a guy who can give you 25 goals a season. So you make this move for the Champions League specifically. So they got to make the final at least. Again, there's there is the Bayern thing, but I don't I don't think Lewandowski is going to be there. But if he is there with that team and they lose to that team with what they already have, I'm like, okay, I'm not going to say total collapse, but any other circumstances, I think it's you got to make the final. This team is too good from top to bottom. They got 
barely any weaknesses. Jack Grealish didn't have a great season. I suspect this season he's going to be much improved. A lot of the pieces that maybe didn't perform to that standard are going to improve. So it's you make this sort of signing with Holland to alleviate what had uh, the way they had fallen short in the past. And with him there, you can't not make the final. You got a guy who's going to give you twenty five plus. So you have all the you have the materials now to go and win it, at, but at least make the final. So if they don't make the final, I think it's it's a total disaster. As crazy as that sounds, it's just the levels that Man City are, are already reaching. The Premier League is kind of becoming not good enough. They need the Champions League, and without it, it this this move is meaningless. They need this move is supposed to get them to the Champions League, and I think that that's the whole purpose of all of this. You know, I, I've said. Um... And me and you have had debates over the greatest run of all time. You think Grande, Grande Torino. I think it's the 10 straight Barcelona, um, excuse me, Byron titles. But do you wow. want to know why I think that? Because they won the Champions League twice as well. They yeah. came up in Europe when it mattered the most. This Man City team, as great as they've been for all their faults, they lost to a very eh Chelsea side in the Champions League final. I mean, their European play has just not been good enough for me to say that this is one of the great all-time runs. Fergie's Man United teams. He won the Euro- the Champions League twice. And I, I, I know what you're going to say. I know the Champions League is not end-all, be-all. But if you're that – that is the one blemish I have, and you know how much I love Arsene Wenger on his great run of Arsenal, is that they didn't get that one done. I mean, I, I uh, share your opinion on this. I think if you go through a situation where you win in four, five, six titles in a row – and won the top five leagues, you also need that Champions League to complement it. Yeah, you need to justify it. And at least you need to put yourself in a position to justify it. You look at Byron's big run, they, they won the Champions League, and they were getting to semifinals every single time. All the years they didn't win, it was semifinals pretty much or final. Sometimes quarterfinals, but it really that would depend on the opponents. I know the year they went out to Juventus, but that Juve team went to, final, went to the uh, final that year. So it's like... When they didn't make the final, the team that knocked them out usually went on to at least make the final or win the Champions League. So you got that part of it. On the, and on the other thing, like you said, they won the Champions League. They dominated the league, et cetera, et cetera. Man City went out to Lyon and Monaco in the quarterfinals and um, uh, round of 16. And I, I know that Monaco team had Mbappe and company on it. But that Lyon team wasn't special in, in any way, shape, or form. No one was – that next summer, no one was lining up bids for the players that that Lyon team had, other than maybe Depay was there, I think. Um, the, the, the guy who scored the goals that sunk Pep's um, city that Champions League run when they got knocked out by Lyon, he, he signed for Burnley uh, last year or whatever. So – you can't have that sort of blemish on your record. And now if he goes and wins it, it's great. Again, that Chelsea team isn't good. And he, he made a mistake in that final that prevented him from winning it. You look at the semifinal this year. You, the thing is, I know, I know he choked at the end, but the thing for me that, that stuck out the most from that semifinal was the fact that Man City built three two-goal leads in the first leg and were only went into the second leg with a one-goal lead yep. after all that. It was, I think it was 3-1, 4-2, and 4th, whatever. I I don't remember the the details. Oh, sorry. It was 2-0-3-1-4-2. And, and, you know, Benzema and company end up coming back in that game. They end up 
going into this with only a goal down. We know the rest of the story. Uh, City score again in the second leg to make it a two-goal lead again. And they come, they, they come roaring back with Real Madrid. And then, obviously, Benzema seals it at the end. So, it's, it's just like they don't that, – that, that is the worrisome part of all of this. And to be in a truly all-time great team, you need to have that Champions League. Because you talk about – the Granit Torino thing is different because there wasn't the Champions League. But sure. at, in that era, they would have won it every year. So I, I don't even think that's necessary. You look at the, the, the uh, Barcelona teams that Pep had, which it's probably the best team I've ever seen in my life. Then you look at the Bayern teams, they won Champions League finals. That Barca yep. team won Champions League finals. He, he, <laughs> even, that, um, even those great Celtic teams, I know they only have one, and you can say whatever you want about the Scottish League, but even the great Celtic teams, had, Jack Stein got them their Champions League uh, trophy. Yeah. And uh, that IX team that won three. I mean, you can go through history of, of the all-time great teams. All of them have something in common. They've all won the Champions League. Even Fergie yeah. won the Champions League uh, twice with, with 99. Oh, 99 and, and then they had... Uh, oh, wait, with Bernardo and Rooney. And he went to two other finals and lost to that, Pep's, that, that Pep Barcelona. And most teams would have lost to that Pep Barcelona. I mean, it was consistent. They made made the final against Barcelona with Ronaldo and without Ronaldo. So Pep has made one final. He's been he's been in City for ages. He went. He's been to one Champions League final. Even if the, I just don't think that's enough. He needs to win at least one, and I think he needs to get to at least one more. So I think they need to get to two more finals before. Not to say that we can't talk about the city as, as one of the greatest teams of all time, but but if you're going to join the conversation with the other teams that we're mentioning, you got to do a little better. Even the Juve teams, Allegri, under Allegri before he, he forgot how to coach, he made, he made two Champions League finals and lost to that uh, three-peat uh, Real Madrid and the, the 2015 Barcelona with Suarez, Suarez Neymar, and Messi. So even those teams have a greater case as of, in terms of dominance and all-time greatness because they went to two finals. And if there were any other two opponents, they could have won two of those. So Pep has to at least win one, and I think he needs to get to another. So if he wins this year and gets to another two, two years from now and doesn't win, I think that's enough. That you got But you got to secure the one that the one trophy, uh, one Champions League at least. I think. And with Holland, there's no excuse now. How many goals do you predict for him uh, total? So that includes the two cups in England, the Champions League, and the league. Um, I'm going to go 36 total. All right. And do you think that's good enough? Yeah. Uh, for it's all a the hype. Yeah, I think it's it's – the Premier League is a different – again, I don't think the Premier League is better than Serie A or the Bundesliga, but it's a different type mm-hmm. of – of players that you see in the Premier League where within Italy and in Germany, there's, there's, they're di- also different from the Premier League, but their, their, their style of play is more about um, strategic uh, tactics and a kind of just sort of attacking mindedness where the Premier League is full of athletes. That's why some players fail to, to make a mark in the Premier League is because the athleticism of the players that they're going to see um are different. I would say actually that the, the the if you take individual Bundesliga defenders, I I would say for the most part, uh, defensively 
in terms of defensive ability, there's a lot of Bundesliga defenders that are better than most of the Premier League top defenders. But the difference between the two is the the Premier League defenders that that are sorry that are in the Premier League, they're physically more difficult to deal with, and I think they're they're just they're strong, they're powerful, and athletic, and I think that's why Holland would not score as much. And he, I know he scored only what he scored 19 last year, but but he was injured a lot of time. Um, but I think that's that's why Holland wouldn't r- rise to like cartoonish numbers in the Premier League, just because the athletic ability of the defenders she's going to go up against. Again, defensively, I think their their Bundesliga defenders better than some of the top guys in the Premier League. Mm. But it will be more difficult to score in the Premier League because of the, again, athletic defenders. Guys are rapid, quick. They're strong. They're powerful. They're, they're, it's just going to be more of a challenge, I think. All right. So here's my next question. Supposedly Barcelona are hundreds of millions, if not billions in debt. Where are they getting yeah. the money for Lewandowski? I don't got a clue. I think. And frankly, think, why would he want to go there to a team that has no chance to win anything? Yeah, I think Lewandowski should just step back and apologize to Bayern Munich. You look at this Bayern team that they have right now. With Lewandowski, there's nobody stopping them. Even City, Holland, firing. Nope. Because you have to look at the business they've already done with Sane. Sorry, <laughs> Sadio Mane. You're good. And I, I, the names are just too similar. And now they're on the same team. It just confuses me. Um, then they brought in Ryan Grandrovich from, um, from Ajax, one of the best young defend, uh, sorry, young midfielders in the world, the youngest player ever to appear in the, the Dutch League, um, and has played significant moments and big performances against big top teams. He was in that group with, with Bergamo's peak Atlanta, um, and then um, Liverpool. And then obviously went through that Roma team that made the semifinal. So, so he'd been in the big moments. And this year in the Champions League was, has been sick. Do you have him there with an already with midfield that that consists of Garetza and Kimmich? And now you're adding Sane. You put Lewandowski on the top of that. Defensively, I think they're they're good with Upacano and Lucas Hernandez. On the outside now, they have Davies. And then they have that um, the Moroccan uh, uh, wingback from Ajax. They're good all over the pitch. All they would seem to be needing is a guy up top that can get them 25 goals. That guy already is there with Robert Lewandowski. It, it, I, don't, I don't think it makes any sense to, to leave that situation to go to, to Barcelona. If he goes to Barcelona, they're not going to win the way Bayern can win. At Bayern, they can win the Champions League. And I think that now they have the depth in that team and they're going to continue to do business. They got three signings, and the, the window's barely been opened. So I don't understand why he would go to Barcelona. He's, he's in a perfect situation with a great coach, with a great team, with a team that just got in, brought in uh, um, Adio Mane, one of the best players in the world already. So I, I just don't understand it. And, and I, Barcelona, it's, as far as the money part of it, I think they're going to sell a Frankie Dijon to Man United to alleviate that a little bit, which will give them enough money to uh, sign Lemon, uh, Lewandowski. But – they, they, um, bar, uh, sorry, Bayern Munich have rejected uh, the the second bid um, from Barcelona, which I think was ridiculously disrespectful for the amount that was offered. Um, so, I don't, I don't think, I don't think this is going to be solved. I think if anything, Lewandowski will have to return, play the season, and then leave for free next season. Well, if he does, then, um, 
I, you know, I kind of want to see that because, you know, if he doesn't want to be there, but he doesn't seem like one of those guys, like, no offense, like uh, Ronaldo or somebody that would just sink down and not be motivated because um, he was where he didn't want to be. I could totally see him just absolutely going on a tear because he's so angry. Yeah, and they're not – I'm sorry, Barcelona. Bayern's not taking 35 million-plus bonuses. That's, that's not going to get it done. I, no, I mean, it, has to be in the, it has to be in the hundreds. A hundred percent. I don't care that what his age is. He just he dropped fifty goals last season. Two years before that, he was at fifty-five. The, the year in between, he was at forty-seven. He's a forty-five-plus goal scorer every season. So they don't. The thing is, Barcelona doesn't have the money to pay big bucks. But if you're gonna if you're gonna literally go and try to get Lewandowski, there's there's got to be three zeros. Or ninety plus bonuses, and I, I again, I, I with all the respect, I think that there's a year in his contract. Maybe you can make it. You could chop it down to like eighty five, but thirty five plus bonuses just isn't going to cut it. And Bayern Munich are not going to get punked. This is probably on par with maybe a few teams, the best run club in world football. They're they're going to they're they're going to stick to their price. This is a team that gets players on the last year of their contract for cheap. They know how yep. to do business, but equally on the other flip, they're not gonna they're not gonna take a discount price on their players. They just don't do that. So Barcelona either has to step up to the plate and offer what he's worth, or they're gonna continue to reject the deals. And obviously, the CEO of Bayern basically says he expects uh, Robert to be in preseason and. Didn't say that he wouldn't sell, but but obviously they're 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 looking for a, a high price for what I still believe is the best player in the world. And honestly, if you're Byron, is it necessarily the worst thing in the world to have him leave for free? Like as crazy as that sounds, like because that that means you got every single year out of his contract, you know? Yeah. And every year he's been there, he's won you at least a trophy. I don't think it's the worst thing in the world for him to leave on a free, because honestly. Think- if I'm him, I'm not going to um, – well, we'll get this later in a minute, and you can call me crazy. If I go back to Byron and I win another Champions League, I'm not going back to Europe. I'm going to L.A. in the MLS. <laughs> that might be a little bit of a stretch, but – but Well, I'll I, explain. Can I explain why? Yeah, go ahead. I, 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 first of all, L.A. can pay him the money he wants. Uh, yeah. Period. End of discussion. And you know it. Secondly, they just got Gareth Bale. Could you imagine that connection – it's league. And thirdly, the MLS is, and you even admitted it, it is improving much more rapidly than we thought. Yeah, I, uh, I, while I was work uh, this week, I, I, I was bored, so I just started listing my top uh, thirteen leagues in the world, and not quite top ten, but I, I think I had it at eleven. So, but the, the only reason I push back on that because everything you're saying makes total sense, but I think he's he'll, he's what thirty two. I think going to MLS at 33 is a little too premature. But on, on, on the point of leaving for free, I think Bayern are fine with that because – so just because uh, they, they'll have options. Next year, I don't know what's going to happen with uh, Sasha Kalaya at, at Stuttgart. I assume he'll move. Um, if, if, if Lewandowski stays, that probably pulls him out of that deal. Um, but he could move to a team next year, and then Bayern can go get him the year after. Number two – Christoph, Christopher and Cuckoo uh, just re-signed with Leipzig, giving them another year. He has a $60 million, uh, release clause in his contract for, for 2023, 
which means Bayern could go get him for 60. Um, the, the coach there has already worked with him. Um, then another option is Patrick Schick at Leverkusen. I know he just re-upped, and I think he he's he's going to be a part of a, a building blocks there. But but the Bayern will have a a carousel of options um, in 2023 if Lemondowski wants to leave. You want to go even a little more obscure? You get the get the 21 year old from um, from Mainz, uh, uh, Jonathan Burkhardt, who's who had a really amazing debut season last year. He, he I think he's going to have a breakout year there. So there's, they got so many options next season if Lemondowski decides to walk. But if they go win the Champions League um, with with uh, Sadio Mane leading the line with him, with Mueller still there, with with Sane and uh, and and Kinsley Coleman and Jamal Musiala and all the other pieces that they have. He might decide after next year that he hoped he wants to stay. Um, so, but yeah, yeah I, I get what you're saying. Won to leave anyway. He's won everything there is to win. Yeah, that could simply be it. I mean, that he's won every trophy. I think he just wants something different. I think that's the only thing it has to do with. But I would reconsider if I'm if I'm Lemondowski. I want Ged Miller's record, all of them. <laughs> you know, yeah. and he's there's there's only one left to get. And I think he's 82 goals off of the all-time Bundesliga record. And this is a record that probably won't be broken. So do you play this year with Bayern? You got Sadio Mane there, who's going to be, be servicing you on that, on that flank while scoring himself. But So this season, he could get another 45. Next season, he could get another 38. And boom, you have the record. So what I would do, if, you, if you're going to go the MLS route, you stay at Bayern two more years, you break the record, and then you go, then you go to America. Because at that point, there'd be nothing left to do. All right, so what, what if I told you? Now, hear me out. This is a crazy theory. What if I told you you could be injured 95% of the t- any time that you're supposed to be playing? Well, that's not fair, 75%. You could go on the pitch, walk around, do absolutely nothing, contribute nothing to your team, then when you leave for a free, you get an eight million dollar, uh, eight million euro contract from Juventus. Paul Pogba, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> I knew you were going there too. <laughs> um, Paul Pogba is going to be walking, walking, not running, not playing, walking around the pitch for Juventus. Um, you know, a couple, maybe not even like maybe three or four seasons ago, you could argue that they were the best running club in Europe. Now, um. What is going on? You know, you know, I've really in- enjoyed about this though, that but, Juventus fans, Serie A fans, are spinning this in the exact opposite of reality, which is this was somehow Man United's fault. They're the ones to blame, which I find hilarious because we know Man United is dysfunctional mess, but Paul Pogba has contributed to this this dysfunction more than anybody else. He he's he's had a, the entire time he's been there. He's done nothing to suggest that he was worth the amount that was paid. They didn't have any sort of – he sure, he had moments. The only moments I can actually think of where Paul Pogba was amazing was – do you remember that game where Man United – sorry, Man City was going to win the league at Man United? Uh, yeah. The year they were running away with it. And Paul Pogba came up with those like – at the, in the second half was amazing and prevented that from happening. That's the only world-class moment I can recollect in my head. I'm sure there were other ones, and, and he's had moments, but he, the, the facts are he has a bad attitude. 
He's he brought toxic environment to the to the locker room. He his 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 camp leaked things in very unfortunate moments. Because remember the story when he leaked the leak was uh, he doesn't want to play for Man United anymore. Right before the the the, the a must win game against RB Leipzig in the Champions League. Um, again, yep. his agent is the one leaking this. But if if you're if I'm if, if I'm your agent, we we have we are best friends. We're very close. So if he leaked, if he's leaking this, it's not leaking it because uh, he, he's trying to do something. He's leaking it because Paul Pogba is telling him to do it. So you look at how disruptive he's been in that team. He's had very little kind of time of sort of anything. He's been disrupted. He's been toxic. He has, has an extremely bad attitude. And so, the, and they're trying to make this, not everyone, but some people are trying to make this as this was on Man United and he's really a brilliant player. And it's Man United's fault. I, I would have to go back in history, but I think he's probably the biggest flop in Premier League history, or at least in the top three, considering what he came in as and what he is now. Now he's more of a social media star than a footballer because yeah. he contributes more on social than he does on the pitch. And now he's going into a Juventus team that's dysfunctional. As a joke. They need somebody uh, to contribute on the pitch. Yeah. And – you have, you have a library at the top who ha- who was horrible last year. He he's clueless. He's a he's a clown at the moment. Then you have Delet trying to force his way out. You have Federico Chiesa coming off an ACL, and the only the only sh- shining light that you have for Juventus is that dude up top in Vladovic who, who's going to score big goals for you next season. The rest of the team is a mess. Bonucci's not the same. Chiellini is gone. Debal Delet wants out. Delit wants out, and realistically speaking, look at the Juventus midfield: Dennis Zakaria, Weston McKinney, and Manuel Locatelli. Pogba's not better than any of them. Yep. And now, now he's coming in with the highest salary on the team that he has not deserved into a team that, with all these players that are better than him, make are making less. And I'm not saying it's the only thing that matters, but if you're if you're Vladovic at seven million who's been amazing for four years in a row, and you have Paul Pogba coming in, who's done nothing for the last five years, is making more than you. I'm not saying it's going to cause friction, but it very well could. This is already totally dysfunctional. We, we were talking with Danielle not that long ago, and you had said AC Milan and Inter Milan are miles ahead of Juventus. They're trying yeah. to close the gap. This is not the signing you make to close the gap. No, or- I mean, Go right ahead. now, honestly, can I go ahead really quick? Yeah, go ahead. I thought I'd let you finish. Right now, honestly, and um, I think Rome was better off than Juventus. Oh, 100%. I think so. And I'm not saying we, we don't have the individual brilliance no. in terms of the players that they have. But if it comes down next year for a top four spot, which I think it very well could, I think you're, you have the structure and the composure and the common sense to do it. Because let's be simple. Jose Mourinho right now is, like, is miles ahead of um, Allegri. Oh yeah, miles, and, miles. And, yeah, he's nowhere near Klopp or Pep. But but look at the team that have. It's not. There's no toxic stuff going on. We're linked with a lot of top players. Uh, Fraizzi, who's a, a tremendous midfielder from, from Swallow, is basically basically, and he's a former Roma Academy player. He used to play with Pat Pellegrini when he was a kid. We sold him to Swallow and stuff. We're, we're trying to work out a deal. He's basically saying, "I'm not going anywhere else." You're ta- you take you. I'm either playing for Roma or, or or nothing. 
His mother came out and said he wants to remove Taroma. They're working on it. I think it's eventually going to get the deal done. Then you just look at the aggressiveness of what Roma are doing. They bid for Hussein Oar, who has been highly touted for a long time. They bid for Marcelo Sabitzer at Bayern, and they're negotiating with um, uh, 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 Goncalo Gudis at Valencia, who has already agreed on personal terms, and now we're just figuring out a fee. Um, Gattuso wants one of Roma's players, et cetera, et cetera. But if they're able to grab him and keep Zaniolo and keep the team together, get rid of the Deadwood, I, I think it's a better situation. I think the addition of Goncalo Gudis is a better addition than Paul Pogba for free, even if we have to pay like $35 million. If you get the midfielder from Sassuolo that played with Pellegrini, and then as a kid, we get him back, and we get this, the guy from Valencia, they're in much better set. They have a better team if that happens. So I, not currently. And the only reason they don't have a better team at the moment is because of who Juventus has up top and who they have on the left side. Those are the only two differences between Roma and Juventus at the moment. And, and Juventus are trying to close the gap. Going out and getting Pogba back is not the answer to close the gap. When the midfield that they already have, there's probably better than Pogba already. And now you're paying – Western McKinney is on like three million. Locatelli is at five million, and that, and uh, uh, I think Zachariah is at like five and a half. Pogba now make is higher paid than the entire midfield, and all of them are better than him. And I, again, I think Juventus RMS. I think they're they have Vladovic and Chiesa, and if Chiesa comes back to what he was before, they're gonna be they're gonna be fine but it's still a dysfunctional team that's not going to get any better with Pogba. He'll have moments where it's like, oh, my God, Pogba was amazing. But those moments will come every, every 25 games. And I don't know. I just I, – I don't understand it on that point. And Pogba, I think it's a cowardly move because he's running away from, from fixing his image. Um, because if he had gone to somewhere else and, and thrived, then it would, it would make it look like Man United were, were at fault. If he does well at Juventus, it doesn't tell, it doesn't do anything to his image and his reputation tar- is tarnished. And his his reputation will not improve if he if he has a couple good games at Juventus. So I just think the whole thing is a, an epic disaster. All right, um, talk about the main United, United side of it. What do they need besides everything? And who do you hear them link with this summer? Well, the the one you're basically going to hear. Every Ajax player in the world linked with um, uh, with this job just because uh, Eric Ten Hag is there, um, Anthony, uh, uh, and and um, uh, Frankie Dijon is a minimum. They need both of those guys. They need about five or six signings. You got to start there. Their midfield is a disaster. Pogba's gone, but it's still a mess there. You need someone like Frankie Dijon who can who can do everything as a midfielder. Um, it's going to cost them about eighty million. Um, to do it, it, it does seem like talks are progressing as far as Barcelona and and uh, Man United reaching some sort of agreement. Um, Anthony is another uh, exciting Ajax player um, that um, that is is keen on uh, this 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 move coming forward. So if you get if you get those two, I I think it um, it helps them substantially. Um, on top of that, I don't know. They need, I don't know, three, four, five different signings. Um, 
going forward, they, they'll probably need a striker. I don't know what's going to happen with Ronaldo. I'm hearing that, that Chelsea are trying to get him or whatever. Um, but they need – I would take the guy from Stuttgart or somebody else who can give you goals um, on, a, on, a, on a regular basis. I think the defense is, is shambolic. They need center backs. They need – they just need everything. But if you're going to go about doing this, you, you get the two – you get Frankie Jong, you get Anthony, and you, you get a striker that you, you're fairly confident they can get you at least 15 goals next season. And then you try to build from there. But they're a mess. They're, they're, just, they're just in total um, – I don't know. It's dysfunctional as well. So I don't know what the real answer is, but those, I would start with those two and, uh, and look for an attacker as well. Um, do you actually think Frankie Dion will succeed at Man United, though? Uh, there's, no, there's no reason to believe that he wouldn't. Um, among, if, you're ta- if you're talking about between those two, I think Anthony is more likely to flop than, than De Jong. De Jong went from Ajax to, to Barcelona. Uh, he didn't flop at Barcelona. He did well at Barcelona. Um, was he the best player in the world? No, but, but there's no reason for him to fail because he's worked with Eric Ten Hag before, and he's worked under Xavi, and he's, he's done well everywhere he's been. Uh, Anthony... It's just a guy who kind of broke through, who, who had huge potential. But I, I think Frankie DeJong will be a good signing. But the problem is I think they need so much more. Maybe he doesn't have an amazing first season, but I, I would still back the signing um, long-term just because I think he brings a lot of quality. But he's going to be next to uh, McTominay and Fred. That's the problem. Um, but I, I, think, I think he has a good attitude, and he will – he will, he'll play well for the team, and I think he'll do great. But, but I, again, I think it, there's so much more that they need that it, 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 this is going to be the start. And him, it may not start as fireworks just because of all the other issues that they have. All right. So halfway through this, I wanted to do this. Um, and yeah, this is just me getting on my soapbox. But I do have to say this. I hope, and we'll get back into football later, but I do want for everybody that's still listening and – I hope all those men's players take a knee tonight against Columbia. How despicable is our Supreme Court? Wait, what happened? Uh, they. Oh, yeah, I forgot because you were – well, we'll go into that. Elliot's been – you were playing for your birthday party. They overturned Roe versus Wade to make abortion um, illegal in the United States. Oh, wow. I saw a bunch of signs uh, when I was walking home from work. Um uh, but uh, I was wondering what it was about. But wow, that's that's wow. You know, you know, we're going back in the dark ages, it seems. Yeah. So, and I, I know me and you are pretty much we're we're not we're not Democrat, we're not Republican. Me and you openly admit that we no um, we, yeah, we, 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 that, we, but we do respect a woman's right. Um, how do you think U.S. soccer should respond to this? I, I don't know. It's it's difficult because, um, at least in regards to the women's team, and everybody knows it's it's been it's well documented that I've I have some some significant issues about a lot of the stuff that go a lot about the that their federation in general and the the, the figureheads that are leading it. Um, I don't really talk about it anymore because it's it's everybody it's 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 well known. Um, but it's it's hard to say because I don't know. I would guess that most of them um, 
most of them are on the right are on uh, i don't even know the difference left or right but most of them probably are against um the the ruling but it's hard to know because i don't really have a good read on the personalities of of at least political personalities of of them but I don't really know the answer because we, we can protest, we can take a knee, but I don't know if it changes anything. It just probably brings more attention and more outrage from people who, who are, are um, I don't know, who, who, who are against the ruling. Other than that, I'm, I'm really not sure. I'm not a big political person. I'm not left or right. I'm not, I kind of, I sit somewhere in the middle. Um, so I don't know the right answer or what the right thing to do is. I'm sure they'll they'll be they'll do something, but I don't know what that is because I'm just not in the know of how they're going to handle something like this because it's nothing like this in a, a, a I don't know. It happened in a sense of of there needed to be a reaction. So I, I'm I'm really not sure what the move is, but they should they should make some kind of statement. I just don't know what it is. Yeah. Um, so basically, I, I don't know either, and that's a good question. But they need to respond. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah, and I'm not. Like, I don't really. I don't really know a lot about this because I'm very not political at all. Um, but yeah, just on the basic human nate uh, aspect of it, there should be some response. But I don't know if taking a knee is going to do anything um, other than bring more attention to it. So I don't know what the response should be, but they should make some sort of statement. I just don't, it's hard to say what that statement will be or should be or what the right answer to this situation is. Um, I, I would, I'm taking a knee may do something, but I, I don't know what it does. Um, again, I'm, I'm not in the know about this. And, um, but so, something should be done. I just, you know, it's it's just it's. I just don't don't know what the what the move is that that's going to make the most difference, other than just talking about it more. And I agree with you. And like you said, me, I'm uncomfortable talking about this. I'm sure you are. Sorry to bring it up, by the way. <laughs> no, it's, it's fine. But, it's you and me. You and I, me are just in the same sort of space as in, in in terms of politics. So I'm cool with discussing this with you. With anybody else, I. I'm not interested <laughs> pretty much. Yeah. But you know what I mean? It's like, this is like the true time, you know, like how when George Floyd got killed, how me and you were disgusted and U.S. Yeah. soccer went out and they made a great statement, you know, Terry Henry kneeling for the first seven minutes of the, of the first Montreal impact match. You know, it, this is something you're taking away healthcare from women, like I said, uh, like literally. So it's like, I don't even know like how you respond I mean, I think the men's team needs to stand up first and uh, first and foremost and show solidarity. But I mean, it, it's an yeah. interesting topic. It's, I mean, it's complicated though because of the uh, because of the because of what has happened between the two federations over the last uh, since 2015. Is they they want to show they probably you know show solidarity with the women and and they probably believe those beliefs. But I'm I'm sure there's people that are on the um, uh, that are in the U.S. Uh, men's national team that have not been a fan of the the um, the way uh, things have been handled on the on the other issue that the the women have been uh, fighting for and how they've been used as as the enemy. So if you're a U.S. men's soccer player 
And you've been you the the certain people on the U.S. women's side have been made you as the end as the as the target as the one that are doing this to them. I just think people who 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 feel uh, who have felt attacked in the past by the U.S. women may not may not want to may may disagree and may may disagree with the thing and and support them, but because of the the toxic nature that at times has been with the two federations on the on different issues. I'm just not totally sure whether US the US team everyone would would um, would go and support. Not because they again, not because of anything else other than th- th- there's been a toxic environment created that that kind of has been designed to split the men's federation and the women's federation apart. So after ha- all the damage that had been done there I'm not sure how the U.S. men's players would react to something like that. Um, yeah, but uh, you know, but I don't know. I'm, it, I'm just, I'm just it, it's not. Go ahead. I, I was just saying, I'm just speculating that I'm not sure. And yeah. obviously, I'm just saying that some people on the U.S. men's team. The only point I'm making is probably felt targeted by some of the misinformation that was spread about their financial situation by people on the women's team. So the only though, but all I'm saying here is that some of the U.S. men's players may not have liked how they've been treated by them. So maybe they wouldn't, they wouldn't, I don't know, take a knee or something, but they would support it in a different way. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, but I don't know. Hey, I, see, I this, know either. This is the thing, though. It's not. It, this is like over a woman's right to the, her own body. It's not about something to like pay. So I hope. And I totally get what you're saying, but wouldn't you hope that all the men's team, you know, like the women's team, you know, wanted to say, you know, U.S. soccer's whole is going to be in solidarity with each other. I'd certainly hope that the men would put everything in the past and join together because this is truthfully about a basic human right, not money. You no, know, 100%. I'm not saying it has anything to do with each other. All I'm saying is if, you're, if you've been treated as a punching bag by, by a certain person, you, maybe there'd be resistance in – not in supporting them, but in not, not, I see what you're saying. So not you so, get saying not in going against the issue that it's stupid that they took away abortion, but yeah, in wanting to is, do something with the yeah, woman's national team. This is it's more of like uh, collaborating. They, they've been they've been mistreated by the women in the general sense. I, this is this is nothing to do with equal pay. I'm just saying there there's there is a, a strange relationship between the two federations lately. So I, I, I'm not questioning. They, everyone should go into solidarity. I'll go into sol- solidarity with the women, even though I've had, I have a, a laundry list of issues with them. But, you know, it's, it's, it just depends on, on – it's, it's just a complicated situation. So I'm not sure how certain people react to that. It's, it's more of, um, you know, locking hands with the, with the two federations rather than being against – anything if that makes sense i'm, I'm, I'm talking circle i'm not really sure what i'm saying but but no I, I totally get it it's but individually you know i'd like to see all the players individually respond to how egregious this is yeah i that that i that i think 100 percent will probably happen for the most part for people who who are i don't know who who, who, who basically are saying what we're saying um yeah, anyway, sorry about yeah, that. You know, I, they, they, no, you're fine because you actually brought up a good point. You know, I, I just don't want to come across. Uh, let me ask you. 
this or anything. That's all. I'm just trying to I'm trying to clarify my point so it's it's not misunderstood. Yeah. But no, and I totally get what you're saying now. You know, with something that unites, you know, most people that agree that women have have should have a right to their own body. It is yeah. interesting what like you put up for the amount of mud and attacks that both the men and women's federation have sent at each other. If like U.S. soccer is to put out a joint statement, it's going to be weird to see them lock arms. Maybe this could be something that mends the wounds and brings the two sides together. Yeah. Uh, because the past history between the two federations has been divisive, at least people at the summit summit of it. Um, Again, I don't want to go into all that happened, but there are certain untruths uh, told about them in the past. And if if somebody's lying about something uh, that's that's simply not true, I think it, it makes it harder for 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 me for somebody to to look at them and now say okay we're gonna lock arms so I think they should connect and I think they should put their differences aside <laughs> but all I'm saying is there could be resistance because of the history they've had with them one another and I don't want to sound like a sexist or or anything because that's not what I'm trying to, to do I'm just trying to I'm just uh, I'm just making the point that the there's there's not a great relationship between the two federations at the moment so. In, in saying that, this is probably a great moment for them to come together and, and put their differences aside just for the moment. I'll lock arms on this issue with Megan Rapino, And then the next day, then after, after it's re- resolved, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I, will, I will feel that the way I always feel about her. But in this circumstance, I think stuff like that, we, we should be able to lock arms, support each other, both federations. And then we can have our opinions on them after after the issue is resolved. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Well, anyway, sorry to make, but I'm, I think it's important I, I, to talk I, about. I, I know, yeah, 100%. I hope I didn't sound like a, a whatever. I'm, I'm, I was really trying to articulate myself in a way to make it clear what I'm, what I'm trying to say. Well, you're both open and honest, and it's like you said, you know, you support women's rights. I support women's rights. It, it just – that's yeah, what I, I want. It's just, it's just so interesting how these two federations are gonna. Yeah, because uh, the, reason, because the reason I, I the, all I was gonna say is, is the reason I feel this way is because given my history with the U.S. women's team, I don't want people to think that I'm I'm going against the grain by bringing up the the the, the difficult relationship between the two federations. Right. That's all. Yeah. Well, this is certainly a time, just like the Black Lives Matter movement, which. The both sides locked arms and completely agreed on. This is another time where they need to lock arms and stand together. Yeah, hundred percent. I agree. All right, um, Gareth Bale to LAFC. Yeah, um, <laughs> I think this is the biggest move. This might be bigger than Zlatan because when Beckham first came over, I think America was still so much getting into football. Yeah, but but there I, was... I don't think they, they realized how good like his style of play. Bale is a Beckham that can score. I what? mean, yeah. creative midfielder, everything. I, I think he's going to be so good for MLS. I think he is too. I would, but I would still say Beckham's the biggest move ever, just in terms of branding, because Beck, uh, David Beckham is more popular in the United States. Than any at that time than any other athlete in in our sport, and it's it's not because of him, 
it's because of who he's married to for the most part. That's, that was the appeal of David Beckham initially and other things that go along with it. I think that's the biggest move ever and nothing will top that move. Not in terms of interest, but in terms of, uh, of uh, promotion and marketing. Um, this could be bigger than, than Beckham. Uh, or no, Sorry, not Beckham. Zlatan. Um, Zlatan <laughs> was a big move, but he wasn't loved by everyone. He created uh, some uncomfortable uh, energy between the, uh, a lot of fans in the U.S. Like, because he wasn't, he wasn't, he wasn't the most popular player in the league. He he was he was unlikable to a lot as well. Um, his mouth. Yeah, and he was right, <laughs> but uh, still, he runs his mouth way too much. And I know Americans probably love like, that sort of attitude, but there are also the other the other uh, parts of it where where he's not likable. So he's. The heat, there was an unlikable aspect to some people with Zlatan where I don't think there'll be that with Bale because there is an unlikable aspect to Bale, but only the soccer or football purists would, would, um, would understand that because of some of the stuff where he basically doesn't try for Real Madrid and then he goes crazy for, with Wales. Um, but, but I, and I don't, I don't really, um, like some of his behavior at Real Madrid the last couple of years, but as far as coming into uh, the United States, I think it's going to be amazing. And I think he's going to be exactly what is needed, um, for the, the league. I also think he's going to be extremely popular. Um, I look, think, look, look. go ahead. ahead. I was going to say, I think if this is a bigger deal than Lorenzo Insigne just because of the, the, the glamour of it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Not only that, he's playing in L.A., not Toronto. Yeah. The only reason Lorenzo Insigne is a, big, is a big deal is because of, um, of the yeah, um, Italian, Italian Toronto. Yeah, exactly. It's just like when Jekko comes to St. Louis, which I am still 100% behind – because of the huge Bosnian community we have here. Yeah, so when he comes, he'll be treated the way Lorenzo was treated on his arrival. Now, that's a big F, but honestly, actually, you know, I'm going to say that. With the, and you mean you've had many discussions, you know, off, in private, off the air, and I've told you in history of St. Louis. I mean, I've, make no mistake about it, L.A. gets annoyed with how much I love my hometown. But <laughs> with, with the amount of Bosnian – like support here. What do you honestly, would it surprise you if he came to St. Louis? No, I'd be, I'd be more surprised if he doesn't come to St. Louis at some point, because here's the thing, what's going to happen here. So if, if and I'm not saying it's happening this year, but if Inter get Dybala, which that is actually uh, seeming very unlikely now. Um, but if they get Dybala, they have, they brought back Lukaku for a year. There's Lotaro there. There's Haka Chanalahu. Where is Jekko going to play? Where does he fit in in this equation at, at Inter Milan under Anzagi? I don't know where he fits in. I don't know where he, he slides in. So if he moves, where is he going to go? Back to the Bundesliga, maybe. Going back to Wolfsburg. Wolfsburg can't really play games with, with, um, with a, uh, an aging striker like that. They have Max Cruz there for their experience. They don't need another uh, a guy who's 35-plus. They need young players to, to be able to keep them in the Bundesliga. 
So I don't think Wolfsburg is an option. If, if Wolfsburg is not an option, I don't know if he goes anywhere else in the Bundesliga. He's not going back to the Premier League. Um, it doesn't leave a lot of doors open for other opportunities. So it basically is going back to, to where he started in, in Croatia or one of those countries, going back to Bosnia or an, an MLS team. And, and if there's a Bosnian um, element to St. Louis already, why wouldn't he go there? So all I'm thinking about is the options that he will have when the inter uh, thing is up. Because I, I just don't think he fits into the inter team anymore with, with Lukaku back. So where does he go? And I remember, they, they also, inter also signed Mkhitaryan. So it, it, yeah. there's even less space for him in this team already. So that means he's going, he's probably going to leave after this season anyways. And the options that will be available to him aren't going to be very glamorous. So it's basically going to be maybe a few offers from the Bundesliga, St. Louis, and I don't know. There's just not, there's just not a lot of, there won't be a lot of uh, possibilities for him. So I think, I I, think it's a good possibility that he goes to St. Louis at some point. And this is not disrespectful. I don't even think he'd be necessarily the first option striker with the way we're bringing in European talent, (laughs) which is just unheard of. But for the name, if he goes to the MLS, whether he's the first option or not, he's a 15 goal scorer. Oh, no, no question. He, he scored what, last, 14 goals last year as, as a number three option. So <laughs> I think he had 10. He had, I think it was 14 and 10, too. So 24 goal contributions, something like that, which is the same amount as Ronaldo. So <laughs> I mean, again, and this is as a, as a third option. So even if he doesn't start, even if, he, even, even if he isn't the main man, he's still scoring goals in that league. I, and it's getting a lot better, but but he would score. He's he has all the qualities for that league. It's it's not as quick, fast paced as Italian football, German football, the Premier League, which is good for him. A lot of what Jacko does is he's very meticulous, but not not exactly fast or athletic. So it, it's more about timing and finding finding space. And I think he will find space in a league like that to score a goal. So I think it's a 15 goal plus uh, 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 experiment for him if he, if he were to, to go and do that. Yep. All right. So the whole MLS experiment now, uh, me and you both said um, we want the national team players like the starting 11 to play in Europe. Absolutely. When do you think that changes? Like, how many more years? Is it five, ten? I mean, it's coming before we can say the MLS is the top ten league in the world. And it wouldn't be a bad thing if a majority of the national team came from there. Uh, so, as far as them cracking the top ten and relegation promotion, I, I, I was thinking about this, and what would it take for me to say that this, this cracks the top ten? And I think that's the answer. It's relegation promotion, um, because we all know the top, um, the top five or six, which is you know the Bundesliga, Serie A, Premier League, La Liga, the French league, and then you got Eredivisie, uh, Portugal, uh, Superliga, and then it's like Turkey, Belgium, uh, Scotland, different ones there. Um, it's 
the Czech Republic. It's uh, regardless of what's happening in, in that country right now, Russia is a good league. Um, so it's like, there's a gray area there where they could put themselves in. But the problem with that is they can't slide in there until it is tr- it, it's, it's relegation promotion. That or, you know, the, 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 uh, the, um, the changed Champions League uh, thing that I've talked about for a long time. They yeah. need a Champions League that, that doesn't have Mexico and, or Mexico and, and Honduras and Jamaica teams. It should have teams from Brazil, Argentina, et cetera, et cetera. Mexico, United States. Yeah. yeah. Like if Julian Alvarez was playing for River Plate in a game like that against an MLS team, and I know he's going to Man City next year, but but that's kind of what we want to see from – that's how we would find stars. Just how we find stars in the World Cup, the Euros, the African Cup of Nations, et cetera, et cetera. <laughs> Go ahead. Could you imagine – and people under, criminally underrate Boston's soccer town. Could you imagine Gillette Stadium on a freezing night in January with River Plate coming up there? And you know that place will be sold out, whether they're regular attendances or not. 70,000 people in there drunk, screaming in the snow. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You know, the MLS needs something like that. Yeah, I don't think... As much as people, like, rag on Boston and Philadelphia fans, I kind of wish their teams would start to become, like, elite because I... The MLS is missing, like, that hostility, if that makes sense. Yeah. Other than LA Galaxy, LAFC... In Portland and uh, New York, it's nothing. Seattle. Yeah, that's true. That's true. It's Seattle and Portland also. Um, there's no hostility towards towards other fans. I've been in the stands in big games for Minnesota United. There's no there's no anger towards the opposing team. It's just um, it's just screaming for for goals that are disallowed that were disallowed correctly and offsides booing substitutions, <laughs> you know, just, just clueless stuff you see at an MLS game, but there's no hostility towards um, the opposing fans. It's, there's too much, there's too much as like, now, I don't know. Now, hang on. now I do want to reiterate. We're not suggesting that we want to see anybody get beat up or anything, but no. at the same time, you don't want to just be able to go in there and walk into a jersey and a guy comes up and buys you a beer. Yeah. You know? <laughs> I was on the train after after um uh I don't remember what it was. It was it was a, a Nebraska team from like the league below that beat you Minnesota United in the, in a cup game. And I was on the train and there were fans from from the the team that just knocked out the MLS team um, talking with with some United fans. And after they had uh, left, he said, uh, good luck the rest of the tournament. Do you think Arsenal are saying that to Nottingham Forest or I think that's after being knocked out? (laughs) No, I I, I respect that it's a different world out here. But it bothered me. <laughs> you shouldn't be – not to say you can't be you, friends you with someone. Should say, you should shake their hand and say congratulations. But it, you, you shouldn't should be, be rooting for them the rest of the way. Yeah. Your, new, your next sentence, so I should say, should be, I hope you lose 6-0 your next game <laughs> or something. <laughs> not to be mean, but just to – getting knocked out by a team in their second division is embarrassing. The yeah. team that they lost to had, didn't have a win th- this season. 
their first one of the whole season was knocking out Minnesota United in the cup. So, <laughs> you know, it's, I, I, I'm, not, I'm not saying that we should be hostile towards so, uh, opposing fans, but there should be a level of, of embarrassment from losing to them. And you no, shouldn't there be. There should be a level of. I mean, I'm sorry. Some of these chants, this is what embarrasses the MLS. Like, yeah. uh, you know, the more beer chant or when the, the drum line runs out of beer or the, the Seattle and win. <laughs> and the one that bothers me the most, and this isn't, I guess, to the MLS, but I believe that we will win makes me want to just jump in a hole and just never come out again. I, yeah, I, I of think... course you believe they're going to win. You bought a ticket. <laughs> yeah. That's what I tell people. If that's what being a sports fan is. It's hope. You bought a ticket. Yeah. Of course um, you think they're going to win. You don't need to chant it. it. It pisses me off. And, again, my, we can talk about this another time, but my goat of, of women's soccer has changed. But at the time, I was watching an interview, uh, Mia Hamm being interviewed – at the world cup and she's being interviewed by the media and there's fans like surrounding the, the uh, whatever they're doing there. And they were screaming. I believe that we will win over and over and over again. And you couldn't hear a damn word she was saying. And yeah. it's like, when she speaks, shut up, just, just chill out. So I, I just don't like that. That's just, I, I, I think it's the, the U S soccer is, is a lot better. It's improving, but there's still aspects of it that just drives me crazy. Yeah. Like, for example, when St. Louis comes to town, and I, I, I'm planning to come up and see them play Minnesota United next year, me and you will have a drink and talk before the game. But during the 90 minutes of the game, we're not going to be the best of friends. No, we'll be next to each other, but we're not going to – we're not going to – I'm not going to say to you, great goal. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, yeah. We'll be – I'll want Minnesota United to win, and you'll want St. Louis to win. <laughs> but yep. we're not going to be, you know, nice dribbling, man. <laughs> you know, yep. we're going to want that stuff. That stuff needs to stop. That needs to stop. I mean, you know, it, I mean, for love of God, I mean, and look, I love the Cardinals with all my heart. And actually, you know, I'm not going to go there. You can appreciate a nice play, new and all, but like these people that like, you know, like when Zlatan was playing, like the LAFC game, when he scored those two goals, and like the LAFC crowd was like in so much awe that they were cheered for him. He just scored against your team twice. They, LAFC had a three-goal lead and they lost. Yeah, you should be. You should not be clapped if if I don't know if Chiro, if I'm at the Olympico and I'm and Chiro Mobley scores the goal um, that Zlatan did against Roma. I'm swearing at him. <laughs> You know, even if it's a, an incredible goal, you know, I, and again, I, I've, I, I think Immobile is an incredible player, but when he plays, when I watch him play as, 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 as uh, I don't know, traumatized, but as gratified that I am that I'm seeing such an amazing footballer, every time he winds up to shoot, I hope it goes over the goal. I want him to have a horrible game <laughs> because he plays for the other side of the city. You know, I'm not going to clap for him just because he's an amazing player. When the, the thing I bring up a lot is he had this goal against um, Udinese last year where he missed a penalty and um, on the corner, he scores the next second. I was so pissed because he had just embarrassed himself and then scored a minute later. 
So for when Zlatan scores that great goal, LAFC fans should be fuming. They should be angry. And there are, there are certain situations where the entire stadium stands up and gives an ovation. But that's like the Ronaldo goal against Juve. That's the, that's the, that's the level it needs to be to, to, for somebody to be like that. Yeah. Um, so now we're talking about good fans. And I think the United States, you clear on that? Yeah. Delusional, but, but good. Yeah. Uh, now let's talk about the worst fans in Europe. Um, I'm not a Gareth Southgate guy. And I know you aren't either, but for the love of God, they're losing in friendlies. Would that mean nothing? He's taking you now, granted, not a hard road to the semifinal. And the finals of two tournaments. Calm down. I I, I don't get English fans. I don't. I don't, I, I don't understand this. And yeah, me, we can be critical of Gareth Southgate, but you ask for him to be fired, the man that has given you more good football than anybody since 1966 is atrocious and egregious. Yeah, the games against Hungary, people, it's like people who don't understand history. Hungary and England have a grind to act against each other. England's biggest embarrassing loss in, um, in their history was against Hungary. Their second most biggest defeat in club history, or sorry, not club history, in their country's history was against Hungary. I know Hungary hadn't beaten them a long time. There's always animosity when those two play because Hungary pounced them 6-1 and 6-3 yeah, back in the, uh, the days where Puskas was... was 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 the 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 magician for Hungary? Yep. So, and, and can we admit it's a friendly? Hungary is not going to the World Cup. This is their World Cup right now. Of yeah, course, they're, they're going to come out and give a hundred percent. Where England's <laughs> probably going to give seventy percent because they don't want to get injured before the tournament. They're extra motivated. Why? Look, Hungary. Hungary's got some ballers. So let's not let's not swipe it under the rug. England fans are acting like they lost to the Faroe Islands. If if you like, they have uh, Galashi at Leipzig, one of the best goalkeepers in the world. I mean, a lot of Leipzig players here. Uh, Willie Oban, he the game against Man United, um, you know the, the the game of the Pogba situation. That game, yeah. Rashford was one on well, not one on one, but but he was basically no space. He was it was one on one with the keeper. Willie Oban comes behind him and hits the ball in the perfect spot. To, to, to break up the play. He's an incredible defender. He doesn't get a lot of love, but he's an incredible defender. Dominique Schlaberschlei, one of the best, the best player that, that Hungary have had since uh, Pushkash is there. They got players. If you, and, and again, there's, there's other players in this team. Um, a, lot, a lot of them are in the Bundesliga, but they got a lot of quality in that team. They're not, they're not scrubs. They didn't make the World Cup, but they're not scrubs. They're the what the reaction was as if they were losing to, to a team that never wins anything like San Marino or Fair Islands, uh, all the with all the respect to those countries, it, it's just an overreaction. And now because they lost to Hungary twice, that England aren't going to make it out of the group. I just think it's 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 ridiculous. <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong. I want USA to make to win the group, but common sense prevails. England's going to win that group, and they should all they should win all three games. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, I think they need to calm down. If they – their first game's against Iran, correct? Yeah. Or Wales. It's not us. 
It's not us. If they, if they lose to Iran or Wales the first game and look terrible, th- then you could say something. Or like the friendlies leading up to the World Cup, then I could see why you're panicking. But it is two meaningless games in the summer. Yeah, I, I actually think if they lose to Iran, it's not I, – I don't know if you've seen their squad. This is the best Iran team ever. So even if they lose or draw to, to Iran, as long as, you lo- as long as you still go through and win the group, it doesn't matter. You should be reacting harsh, harshly when the time comes. You shouldn't be reacting harshly because you lost to Hungary. I, I just, I just find it all so, sort of confusing how they would 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 act this way. We lost, so, so remain. I watched all the remaining games, even though it's it kills me deeply into my soul. But we lost to Montenegro, Bosnia, and. Uh, there's not some other team. I forgot. I think it was uh, anyway, small a Greece or something. I don't remember. The fans, even after those performances, there was no booing. We're frustrated. There's no, but there was no abuse or booing off of their their conference league uh, games. Uh, it's not, uh, what is it called? The Nations League. So if if if, if you know, so I I feel like the the, the losing to Hungary should not be a huge. It's um, disappointing, but you shouldn't be. You shouldn't be driven up the wall just because they lost a few games before the World Cup. It doesn't matter. It matters when it counts. None of this counts. The the squads are way different than they're going to look at uh, during the Euros. So, I mean, uh, guys like Jerem Bowen uh, made it into the the team. And remember, people forgot, they got a point against Germany. I mean, Germany outplayed them the whole game, but, but still, they still managed to get something out of a, out of a what I think is a European powerhouse. So, I, I, I don't get it. <laughs> yeah. All right, so seriously though, what do you think England's chances are this World Cup? Let's preview this group. So, you got England, Iran, Wales, the United States. Give me your group order and why. What they're going to finish. Oh, man. England won. Iran two, USA three, and Wales four. I know it's kind of going on a limb, but I I thought Iran was going to be awful until I took a look at what they got going for them. It's good. I think it's a coin flip between Iran and and US, but I I don't know. There's just something about the US that they should be better than they are. They should have handled the qualifying better than they did. I don't know. I just have a little feeling that maybe the lights will be too bright. But I, I, I can't really commit to either one. But one of those teams will um, will go through with the other one not being able to. And then uh, in fourth, uh, I think Wales are decent. But I think they're in the wrong group. If they're in another group, I think they'll do they, – they would more likely advance. But I think – Gareth Bale is magical, and he can do some incredible things. But I think the three teams that are in this group are a little – I think they're better than, than Wales, and I, I'm not sure Wales can, can – um, they'll compete, but I, I'm not sure they can handle – they could beat any of these three teams, in my opinion. All right. I got uh, USA 1, England 2, uh, Iran 3, and Wales 4. And, of course, I'm going to pick the USA 1. We're the United States. It's going to be 1776 all over again. <laughs> that being said, I, I kid. I think England's going to have a slip up. 
in this group stage? It will be to Iran. That's my prediction. All right. I, I, I just think that the United States quality is so high that if they're going to slip up to anybody, it's going to be us. Yeah, but yeah. man, I'm just I I know I know that I'm uh, this might be momentary, but I, that Iran team is so good. The 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 guy that Liverpool boss Nunez um, for 100 million or whatever it was, he was and what he had 35 and four in in the um, in the uh, in the Portuguese league last year. Uh, our 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 Tarimi from uh, Porto has 111, sorry, 112 goal contributions in the last three years. This kid, he's an incredible player. So I just feel like the individual, and they have other pieces too. I just just feel like his individual quality in a game like this against these teams, I think it could be something that, that, it's something to look for. I'm not saying that they're going to win. I'm not saying that they're going to go to the round 16, but I'm saying you shouldn't, we shouldn't sleep on that, um, that team. But I think, the U.S. has the quality, no question about it. It's just whether they can tap into it and whether they can um, use it. And I'm, I'm just not – I'm not certain yet. But we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens. All right, man. Well, who do you have as your donkey of the week? Um, I guess um, the Qatar World Cup for the, the recent um, – um, Outlaws. Human rights violations. Yeah, like if you if you have a one night stand or intercourse, you could get thrown in jail for seven years. And apparently, and the um, the homophobia um, from that country. I think I read a book on this. This was a corrupt uh, pick for World Cup, meaning it wasn't supposed to be the pick, and they were there was money slid under the table for this to happen. <laughs> Um, and I think this is, I just hate that it's here. I hate that, that this, that we're in a, 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 a world cup where human, um, uh, uh, I don't know what to say. Human violations, uh, is, is okay. And, um, I don't like that it's in November. I think it's going to mess up the, the season for, um, for the, for all the leagues, um, and I, I don't know. I just I just don't like anything about it. They should have had it this summer or next summer instead of, and they, it should have been in a different place, anywhere else. But this, I, I just, yeah. So it's so just just the Qatar World Cup. But I I don't like it at all. I don't like that we're gonna have to go to the World Cup. We're gonna perform in the World Cup. When the World Cup is over, then we go back into the games. Uh, it's just a little um, kooky, if you ask me. Yeah. All right, man. Uh, mine's the same. I I, I don't understand this. Uh, I would say if you had else, even England, um, you know, uh, I don't get it. it, it we'll see. We're yeah. still going to watch. I mean, I'm not going to be I, one of those people that says I'm going to boycott it because I know I mentally and physically <laughs> cannot do that. I love this game too much, but yeah, I'm not either, but it's, it's, it's nonsense. Any, any other country other than Qatar would have been better than this. So, I mean, just pick a country in Europe out of a hat and just have it there. But I don't like, I don't like a lot of things, but it's also the schedule that, that I don't like either. I won't both, I'll still watch it, but I, I, it would just be strange to, to watch, be watching a World Cup in November. Yep. So. And it's 6 a.m. in the morning. 
Yeah, I, that's going to stink, too. <laughs> yeah. I'll be in Kansas City for the USA England game. I'm going to be going to um, a bar at 6 o'clock in the morning to watch because it's on Black Friday. Nice. Well, I, at least next the next World Cup after this will be in our neck of the woods, which is very exciting. Even though yeah. Minnesota United got robbed of the <laughs> of the, um, the hey, hey, hey. don't worry about it. I'm gonna get us tickets for Arrowhead. <laughs> it's all gonna be taken care of. We're all gonna go. We're gonna go. But I just it's it's not that so much of that. It's it's just Minnesota the Allianz Field is the best stadium in the MLS bar. Um um, uh, Mercedes Benz Arena. It it has is it the same? The, the architect is the same one who did did Munich and did uh, Turin. So I just think it's a strange place for for the state uh, for what they have there for the quality of the pitch. I, I just found it a little disappointing that that they didn't get picked. But you know, it's all good. Sure. Uh, they, by the way, what do you think about having it in the Giants and Jets Stadium hosting the final? Good pick. Yeah, I, I'm with that. Um, yeah, it's probably the. I, I, I mean, I, hmm. everything I've heard about that stadium is great. Like you're so close to the action. Yeah, I think I think yeah, I I really like Atlanta Stadium, and I think Seattle uh, has a has a great uh, spot for it. But but I don't really have a big problem with with the Giants and the uh, and the Jet Stadium for. Um, Stuff, but there's a lot of places that they could have gone with this. I, I I don't think there's any other than the the FC Dallas Stadium. I I don't think there's a there was a wrong answer to where to yeah. put the final. As long as it's not there, I think we're good. Well, yeah, they won it anyway because it's only like what twenty thousand seats. <laughs> it's a it's a basically a shit. Hole. It's it's just it's a, it's a, it, yeah. It's 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 a whole it's a horrible 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 stadium. I, yeah. I've been in it once. It's 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 not a fun experience, but you know. And the team, yeah, whatever. But but yeah, as long as they have it in a, in a stadium, um, as long as they 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 police it well, um, I don't know what's going to happen because of what happened in the Champions League final. I hope they're they're prepared for whatever. I'm not saying something would happen, but but I hope we have enough. We're cautious enough to 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 avoid things something like that. Um, well, by the way, if England does manage to be in that final, and I'm not trying to pick on England, but I am. Yeah. You know, look what's happened over the past finals they've been in. What happened at Wembley uh, this past summer, disgusting. And yeah. what happened at the Champions League final this year, disgusting. Um, you know, yeah, I'm with Euro, you. Euros, too, when they were fighting the Russian fans out, outside the stadium. You know, you know, you better be careful this World Cup, I mean, with your action, because – if you do something stupid in the United States or England, you get a slap on the wrist. This is another reason why I hate it, because we all make mistakes. If you do something stupid in Qatar, you're looking at a life in prison. Yeah. You can't, I mean, one slip-up is seven years in prison. So, I, yeah, it's, it's just – it's really unfortunate this is the situation. It's even yeah. more unfortunate because this wasn't supposed to be the situation. I don't know what – It was the, supposed that, to be in England. But, well, you know, money under the table. No, Australia was high, high, uh, one of the higher ones too, um, which I would have been fine with. Australia would have been a better pick than Qatar. But, Australia would have cool, man. Yeah, but I, I feel like it's, it's because of the Abu Dhabi um, uh, um, money guys in, in, in PSG and, um, and City. 
I feel like because of their influence on the game that they wanted it in one of those countries. Um, yep. But I, I just think it's it's a poor cho- uh, choice in judgment. Yeah. Um, even if I got offered a trip to go over there, I wouldn't. I'm going to be honest with I you. W- I wouldn't want to go there. Yeah. Uh, anywhere else, I you know. Yep. I'm fine. Not Russia. Not Russia, obviously. Yeah, but, but if someone asked me in 2018 if I want to go to the, the World Cup in Russia, I would have. <laughs> yeah. But that was before um, everything kicked off. Yeah. All right, my friend. Well, so good to talk to you and do this again. Um, 100%. I guess we'll be doing this next week or if not later. Um, and, yeah, enjoy the MLS season. Um, you know, league season's right around the corner, as it always is. Um, and I'm sure we'll have much more to talk about. Until next All time. Right. All right. See you guys later.